Amen. Turn to the book of Jeremiah. It's good to see everyone this morning. And no pressure on me. I was told right off the bat that you have 25 minutes. And then I look and the sanctuary's got clocks just about everywhere. And I was talking to my wife. I was like, well, there's, a, there's an exchange rate for, uh, for money. What about time? Amen. Uh, is U.S. time different than Canadian time? Do I have extra time because of that? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but praise the Lord. So good to be here. What a beautiful church you guys have here. It's been a blessing to be here this weekend and, and to be at the Man Up Conference. And even more of a blessing, I, I always get excited when I'm invited to preach. And it's not for me. I just love preaching. I love Jesus. Um, long story short, I grew up Catholic and I was an atheist the whole time. Uh, but God put multiple things, including my now wife, Kelsey, who grew up Baptist, into my life. And God wanted me to get saved. Um, And that was just the start. So God's just good. That's all I want to say this morning to start off. God is good. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 2. We're going to be as quick as we can to keep on time. Um, At our home church, we're used to messages being well over an hour. (laughs) So, um, but this is, this is going to be so, so good. And I know it is because it's the word of God. It's not my words that I want to speak this morning. It's the words of God. Amen. So in Jeremiah chapter two, I'm going to read verses five through 11 and we'll get started. Uh, Verse five, thus saith the Lord, what iniquity have your fathers found in me that they are gone far from me and have walked after vanity and are become vain. Neither said they, where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt that led us through the wilderness, through the land of deserts and of pits, through a land of drought and of the shadow of death, through a land that no man passed through and where no man dwelt. And I brought you into a plentiful country to eat the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof. But when ye entered, ye defiled my land and made mine heritage an abomination. The priest said not, where is the Lord? And they that handled the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me. And the prophets prophesied against, uh, sorry, by Baal and walked after things that do not profit. Wherefore, I will yet plead with you, saith the Lord, and with your children's children will I plead. For pass over the isles of Shittim and see, and send unto Kedar, and consider diligently and see if there be such a thing. Verse 11, hath a nation changed their gods, which are yet no gods? But my people have changed their glory. For that which doth not profit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. God, I I just pray that you'd help me to step aside, that Jesus would step forward through my words, that my words wouldn't be spoken, but the words you would have would be spoken, Lord. I thank you for the precious time I've already spent uh, just looking over these verses. There's so much in your word, God. And we thank you for Jesus Christ, the word that became flesh and dwelt among us, Lord, and that he was willing uh, to come and to die for us, Lord, on the cross at Calvary. I thank you, Lord, that Jesus was always plan A. To say anything otherwise would be to say you are not all-knowing God. And Lord, we thank you for your love today. We thank you for this church. I pray you bless each ministry that's going on right now as we are here in this auditorium here, Lord, in this sanctuary, just studying your word. I pray you'd help us to worship you today and help us to set aside all the cares of the world and to focus on what you have for us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're starting off in verse 5. We get a, thus saith the Lord. We should perk up at every jot and tittle in the Bible, but when you get a, thus saith the Lord, you need to focus, amen? And every word is inspired in the King James Bible, and in the Bible, I truly believe that. It is, it is God-breathed. We have, thus saith the Lord, what iniquity have your fathers found in me, that they are gone far from me, and have walked after vanity, and are become vain. 
I just want to submit a simple statement to all of us this morning, to me included. We must not forget. We must not forget. I'm guilty of this. Every person I know is guilty of this from time to time. I'm not here to just call you out. I'm just here to give you what the Word of God gave me through studying these verses. We must not forget. First, we see here in verse 5, they forgot that God was perfect. God was sinless. God's ways are right. God's ways are just. And forgetting that is going to, we're going to see, leads us down a dark path. And the word of God is warning us here. He said, thus saith the Lord, what iniquity have your fathers found in me? What can you find against Jehovah God? Nothing. There's nothing you can find that God tells us that is not perfect and true. It might be harsh at times. We might think it's harsh. That's usually because of how we're looking at what God is doing. But God is perfect. He says that with a question. He said, what have they found in me? They are gone far from me and have walked after vanity. Notice that word walked. That's an action. We actually heard a lot about action during the Man Up conference. You know, you can take a good action towards what God would have. But we can walk after vanity and walk away from the Lord. And this can be something as big as the, the deep pits of sin or just maybe even what we would call a small decision because aren't we all guilty of just trying to put things into a hierarchy? It's too easy to do that, amen? And I do it all the time. Nothing is little with God. I don't care if you're working nursery. I don't care if you're on the bus ministry. I don't care if you're scrubbing toilets. It's important to the Lord if it's the Lord's work, okay? And when we start to minimize things and we start to take our eyes off of the Lord, we start to walk after things that are not important. He says that they walked after something specific here, after vanity. And then he says, and are become vain. See, it starts with walking after something, and then the result is you become vain. Amen? We need to be careful. Psalm 19.7, I'd like to turn to, just really briefly here. Wow, uh, time, is, time is short. The clock's everywhere. No pressure, Pastor Fury. You do this every week? Wow. Okay, so Psalm 19.7. Amen. The book says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. I don't know about you, but I'm as simple as they come. Just talk to my wife after service. Um, but the law of the Lord is perfect. What was happening here in, in, in verse 5? Well, they were forgetting God's perfection. If you forget God's perfection, you're also forgetting his law. You're forgetting his words. You're forgetting his works. By the way, our works don't matter. But I will say there are works that matter. The works that the Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross matter. The creation works that God did in the six days, he created absolutely everything. Matter, okay? What you do for the Lord, your works, they do matter. They don't save, but they matter, amen? Don't minimize it. Don't walk after that which is vain. Moving on, we, I've got another verse here. Um, take note, if you'd like to go to other places, Jesus described God as his holy father. Um, also, that word holy relates to the perfection, the sovereignty of our God, how all of his ways are right. I'm not always holy, Okay, since I got saved, the Holy Spirit of God dwells within me, convicts me, tells when I'm doing wrong. But I'm not always holy. The Bible commands us, though, be holy as I am holy, right? We need to always keep that in the forefront of our mind. We must not forget. I'm going to try and keep hammering that home before we have our finishing points. Verse 6, neither said they, continuing this question in this thought process, where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt? They forgot how to seek God. The very God that worked a miracle. By the way, I don't know about you, I've never had a sea parted in front of my very eyes and walked through it. But the Bible says they forgot this. 
That's a good warning for me. Sometimes, and by the way, I'll never forget the day I got saved. My life changed, okay? And we should never forget that. But we are all guilty of forgetting what God has done in our life. What's the Egypt God has brought you through? What's the trouble God has brought you through? I know I've had a few moments. I know my wife has had a few moments. Uh, you pray for her and the family and um, her mom, who is now a widow. Um, her dad went on to be with the Lord not long ago. Long battle with Parkinson's. Praise God he was saved, though. Amen. And God brought him through that. I believe that his fifth stage of Parkinson's was fast because God was merciful and gave him peace in those last days. Don't forget what God has done for you. They forgot that he brought them out of the land of Egypt. The second part of the verse. And that led us through the wilderness. <laughs> Notice there's just never an end. There's always more that God has for you. When we, when we forget what God has done, we start to get discouraged. There's a verse in Hebrews, I believe it's 12.3. It says, for consider... Think on, for consider him who, um, oh, oh, I'm trying to remember now. For consider him who, oh, yes, who took on the affliction and what, consider him who, oh man, I got to go now. I think it's Hebrews 12, 3. I just want to go there because I don't want to slaughter the word of God. I think it's consider him who endured such affliction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds, but I don't want to, I don't. Yeah, confirmation, thank you for that. Oh, contradiction of sinners. So, considering is so important. Don't even forget what Jesus has done for you. I mean, I'm telling you right now, and I'm just testifying that, well, I forget scripture too, but I forget all the time what God has already done for me. And then sometimes I even forget what Jesus has done for me. That's a dangerous place to be in. That's where the despair starts. That's where all the weather, no matter how nice it is outside, gets you a little discouraged. We live north of here in Vermont, and my wife, she does not like winter. I love winter. I think it's beautiful. I love fall. I do not like spring. It's too muddy. Um, but we must not forget, okay? We must not forget what God has done for us. Uh, moving on. There's, there's a lot of verses I wanted to go to here, but let's just, uh, let's just continue here. Um, the second part of verse 6 does um, uh, mention them forgetting God's works, which is important. So he says, through the land of drought. So he continues here. It's not just Egypt he brought us through. It's not just the wilderness he brought us through. It's not just the shadow of death he brought us through. Not just the drought he brought us through. But through a land, look what it says. That no man passed through and where no man dwelt. Our God specializes in the impossible. And I want to tell you, God still works miracles today. Every time a sinner gets saved, that is a miracle of God. That, that there's no way to explain why a broken, sinful person that does not deserve anything, because that's the truth of who we are, right? But God still saves the sinner, amen? God still helps the lost. He goes out for those lost sheep. He searches for us, and I'm glad he searched for me. Uh, my pastor, my previous pastor used to say, if we all needed a nickel, or I think you call it a nickel in Canada, if we all needed a nickel, he said, I'd be the one without a nickel. He was just being real. I'm not perfect, we're not perfect. And by the way, it's not Jake proclaiming that we're not perfect. The word of God says so, and it's true. Simple as that. Verse 8. Uh, well, no, verse 7. Let's not skip. He said, And I brought you into a plentiful country to eat the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof. But when ye entered, ye defiled my land and made mine heritage an abomination. So this is after people are already in despair, starting to sin against the Lord. God is still doing good. Can I tell you, it's also dangerous to forget God's provision. He takes such good care of us, it's embarrassing. He takes such good care of us, it's embarrassing. This tie I'm wearing today was given to me, I don't know by who, but I got excited when I saw it, praise the Lord. It matches my other suit, and I don't know why I didn't put my other suit on today, but it works with the white shirt. White shirts work with every tie, pretty much. And 
that's a blessing from God. I don't know who you are, but thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm going to remember this trip just from this tie. God takes care of our needs. And yeah, we can laugh about a tie. What about a roof over your head? What about a wife to be next to you? What about children that you can raise up to learn about Jesus? I don't know about you, but if you have a youth choir here, I want to hear it at some point, or I'll just have to watch your services. But there's something special about kids singing for Jesus. I just start to lose it. Um, it's good stuff, amen? So they defiled the land. They have forgotten, remember, what they've forgotten that their God was sinless and perfect. They forgot how God was needed to be seeked. They forgot the Lord's provision. Verse 8 then says, The priest said not, and this is where it gets real, guys. The priest said not, Where is the Lord? And they that handle the law, can I tell you we all handle the law? This, this, these verses aren't leaving anyone out. If these, if these verses don't convict you, um, just have someone pinch you, okay? Um, and they that handled the law knew me not. The pastors also, the under-shepherds, God's under-shepherds, also transgressed against me. No one's exempt. That's why the Bible says, what, to take heed? <laughs> Be careful when you're standing because anyone can fall. And then you could say, well, Brother Jake, the, the Bible says, be careful for nothing. Well, the Bible doesn't want us to be worry warts, as we say. I don't know if that's a thing up here, but we call them worry warts, people who are always worried. Um, we need to have our focus on the Lord. They forgot how to know him. It says, the priest said not, where is the Lord? It is so important for everyone to know the Lord, but for church leadership to stop walking with God is so dangerous. This is why I know my country is in shambles. Because the men of God, the Christians, are falling away. It's easy to point at the lost world and the headlines and all of the things going on. Inward is where we need to look first. And we need to sharpen our walk. They forgot God's provision. They forgot how to seek the Lord. They forgot God was perfect. They forgot how to know him. Three takeaways, and we're done because we need to be quick. Verse 9. Wherefore, I will yet plead with you, saith the Lord... And with your children's children will I plead. There's three things I'd like us to remind ourselves. And right here, I want to remind you our God is merciful. He is merciful. The children are brought up here because God loves children. Amen. By the way, we're his children. I don't care how old you are. I walked into Tim Hortons, which your coffee is delicious here, by the way. Way better than Dunkin' Donuts. Um, but I think Dunkin' Donuts donuts are better. I just Maybe that's blasphemy here in Canada. But, uh, but your coffee is amazing, and it's affordable. I, I just got two coffees for $3.05. It would have been over 5 bucks in the States. See, I'm not forgetting the blessings of God right now. Okay, remind yourself, we still have a merciful God. Verse 9, he says, wherefore I will yet plead. Our God doesn't just say, here's how you get saved, here's a lifeline. He pleads with us. You know, it's one thing for you to tell someone how they can protect themselves from a situation. It's a whole other thing to take the step away from your comfort zone and to plead with them. And that is what Jesus Christ did. He left the Father, the glories of heaven, and he came down here and he pleads with every single person on earth. We have a God that loves everybody. People who say there's a God of hate, they're looking at the wrong Christians. I would argue they're looking at the fake Christians. Because the God that I serve loves absolutely everybody. I did not say he loves their sin. God cannot look at sin and not act. The Bible says that. I've heard people say that God can't look at sin. Well, there's many accounts in our word that say he looks at sin and he cannot act. 
Because he is a righteous, just father who will judge properly according. But it's not us that judges, it's God. We must not forget, verse 9, we need to remind ourselves of God's mercy. We need to remind ourselves of God's mercy because everyone falls short. i got to be really quick. First Peter here, uh, chapter 1, verse 3. First Peter, chapter 1, verse 3. I'm really simple. I, use, I told you I was simple earlier. I used paper, so... Um, so here we go. First Peter one, three, the Bible says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. What a verse it's according to his abundant mercy. That plan a Jesus Christ was all going to happen without mercy. We're going to perish. Amen. Because we are unworthy. Point number two. To remind you at the end. So there are things we have forgotten. Remind yourself God's merciful. Verse 10. Remind yourself God wants everybody. He gives us here an idea that makes me think of missions. And I immediately thought of Matthew 28 when looking at these verses. He says, For pass over the isles of Shittim and see and send unto Kedar and consider diligently and see if there be such a thing. He says, I want everybody. And just in case you're wondering, go out and see. Go out and look. I want all people, he said. In Matthew 28, 19, there's a couple words he mentions. Jesus with the Great Commission. He says, all nations, that's who he wants, everybody. And then he gives a second command with all. He actually, I just gave it away. He says to follow all my commandments. Don't just go after everyone. While you're doing that, you best be following the book, amen? Following all the commands that I have given you. Because if you go after all the people, and that's a great thing, praise the Lord, and you're not following all that I've commanded, you're going to get lost. You're going you're to find yourself in a bad situation. And I've been there too. I might be doing the right thing, but for the wrong reasons. Make sure your heart is right. Follow every command, every jot and tittle. What, what does the book say? I have hidden thy word in my heart that I might not, what? Sin against thee. Keep the word of God close. Remind yourself God is merciful. Remind yourself God wants everyone. Verse 11, and we're going to close here. Hath a nation changed their gods? which are yet no gods. I love this. He's like, don't even refer to them as gods. They're no gods. They're not real. They're fake. They're made up. They're made by man. He said, hath the nation changed their gods, which are yet no gods? But my people, he says, but my people, these are God's people. Watch out, Christian. Don't be the people that are worshiping and following the wrong thing. He said, these are my people which are yet no gods, but my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. Now, I like when God's word repeats itself. Um, back in verse 8, you might have noticed, they walked after things that did not profit. We can, we can act on things that really have no help for the glories of heaven. I'm not talking personal profit and personal prosperity here. I'm talking about what profits the Lord, his work, what leads souls to Christ, he said back in verse 8 there, he said, they're walking after things that don't profit. And here as we close, he said, they were glorying in things that don't profit. How are we all guilty? We're guilty of this all the time. What does the book say? He that glorieth on glory in the Lord. Nothing else. Brag on God, he's saying here. Brag on God. Remind yourself to chase what profits and to glory in what profits. And that's the kingdom of God. Amen. A lot of heavy verses here. Don't know why God laid this on my heart. I didn't actually bring a message with me. And, and God bless your pastor. He's like, you want to preach tomorrow? I said, sure. And I just started praying because I was like, Lord, I have no idea where I'm going here. Happened to be in Jeremiah a few months ago. And I was like, okay, God, let's see what happens. Praise the Lord. Don't forget. Remind yourself 
of what God has done. Remind yourself of what God has done. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. I thank you for this uh, Sunday school half hour, Lord, uh, that we could just open your word. I just pray you bless this church, Lord. You'd wrap your ever-loving arms around everyone here today. And you would just be with all that's said and done. And we'll just give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.